the biggest gift that you can give somebody in pain is not your advice, is not your talking. It's the feeling that they that they know that you know, that you understand, that you don't judge them. That's all I ever did. In Home Sweet Home, when I started, I knew one thing. I had no training. I knew I don't know anything. So I was very open-minded. I was very, I don't know why, I just knew that these kids who were doing drugs, thrown out of home, in psych wards, on the street, doing all averes, I just had a hunch that they're really good. And for some reason, they're struggling. And I would ask them, like, just why? And I didn't say, why? I said, why? And I was non-confrontational in my heart. And they would explain to me their struggles because they, they trusted me. First thing is you have to build trust. If you don't have trust, nobody's telling you anything. In fact, if you don't have trust and you say, what's bothering you? They're going to answer anything to get you off their back. You're not getting the truth. You're getting whatever, whatever. And I'm the same way. Sometimes I go to shul, somebody asks me a question and he has an attitude. I give him an answer with an attitude. I don't tell him the truth. So another person comes to me, asks me a question. I answer like this. I can answer six different people, six different answers. They're all true, and none of them are true. None of them are the nakuda of, of, of the real thing. Yeah, a guy comes over to me, oh, so you hold that you should buy your kids, everybody should buy their kids drugs, right? So instead of saying, you're a shaita, I say, yeah, huh, yeah, buy kids drugs, uh-huh. Yep, that's, you know, and, and, and make sure the parents also do drugs. Everybody should do drugs. You really, you really got it. And I walk away. So, and another guy comes out to me and says, explain to me something. Explain. I want to come to your training. I want to understand. Can I come? Sure, sure, sure. Another guy says, I don't have 24 hours to understand your training. Can you tell me I regal achas? He tell it to me on one foot. I said, if I knew how to do it on one foot, why would I spend 24 hours with people? I tell them, Treat people nicely. Don't judge. Get off your high horse because you didn't have their bad experience. And just be humble. Anyway, after a certain point, people knew that I could I could hear them without judging them. And they knew that I know. And I know that you know, and you know that I know that you know. And I would sit with guys who I would meet in Home Sweet Home. They used to come the first time. I used to just put my feet up on a chair and look at them. And they would say, he's safe. He's a safe person. That's all. You have to become a safe person. You have to drop everything that applies maybe to normal people. And realize that in the psych ward, or with struggling people, it doesn't apply. I'm not asking you to abandon what, what, what two plus two is for. I'm telling you that when you go to the psych ward to visit somebody, I went to the psych ward. I was visiting. I want to be clear. I was visiting. After a week, they finally let me out. I was like, no, I'm a visitor. Sure you are. Come here. Just, no, I'm only here. So after a week, I got out. Anyway, I was visiting, and I saw a full Hasidish guy. Sits us out and everything. He tells me he's Yashka. He's Jesus, yeah. I'm going to tell him, no, you're not. I'm going to fight with him. He's Nabuch Krank. He was, he was once normal. 
whatever happened to him, something snapped. Could happen to anybody. I'm going to judge him. I'm going to get angry at him. I'm going to get angry at somebody because they're not fortunate enough to, 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 to be stable. I'm angry at you because you do drugs. I'm angry at you because you break Shabbos. I'm angry at you. When you're a parent, it's painful, so you, you give that pain over to your kid. I understand. But it doesn't, it, it doesn't help. I told him, you can't be Yashka, I'm Yashka. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I didn't say that. <laughs> you don't say that. Okay. I said, hey Yashka, what's doing? How are you? You have to be like, treat him like a person, even though he's a sick person. You go outside, you see somebody eating mud. You're gonna, what are you doing? Eating mud. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. He's sick. He's sick. When your children know that you understand trauma and you understand that life is not normal like when we grew up, that we, as far, most of us will say that everybody we knew was basically normal. Nobody was on pills. Nobody, so, that, that we took our little vision of life, that every, every problem you give a kick in the pants, tzvai petch, even though we don't give patching anymore, but we do it with our eyes, we do it with our attitude. When we change and we study, if you spend a hundred hours, not a million hours, a hundred hours studying childhood trauma, you change on the inside, your child will feel you changed. You're a different person. You're a different person. They will calm down around you and they will start to be able to share. Now the stuff that they're going to share with you is not the real bad stuff because you're not ready for it. They're going to share the little stuff and they're going to test you how you react. And if you say, <gasps> or you start crying, or you say, how could you do that? What could be? We're done. If you can react responsibly and understand and not and still not judge them, they can go to the next level. You have to be the most trustworthy people in their life. You 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 cry for their pain, not for your pain. Uh, tonight at nine o'clock. The main thing is to be strong, compassionate, and understanding and non judgment Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? You know why they don't tell you that they're abused? Because you're going to say, why'd you go back? And they can't explain it. So they, they, they're so scared of our why. You know, you know why they don't go outside to shul and whatever? They're scared someone's going to say, so what yeshiva do you go to? What job? What do you do? They're so scared of saying, uh, I'm a, I'm a loser. I do nothing. You know what the best time of their life is? When they get a job that's going to start in a month. So they don't have the pressure of the job, but they go outside and they say, I'm in real estate. You're in real estate? You, you, you got a job to, to carry the guy who's in real estate. You get to carry his paper. I'm in the real estate industry. I'm in nursing homes. You're in nursing homes? You, you, you're in the lowest level of the... You're taking out the garbage in a nursing home. You know, like Jackie Mason, Zechern Levracha said, right? Nobody says, my, my son, he's a... He's, a, he's a, a truck driver. He says, no, he's a controller in the trucking in the industry. Right? No Jewish person says, my son's a truck driver. It's for Goyim. He's a controller in the trucking industry. 
Yeah, he's controlling drugs. You have to, they're so scared of, 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 of you because you're their father, you're their giant. And you're just going to say, well, why'd you do that? And you're going to crush them. And they're going to have to either get angry at you or build themselves up. It's a big event. It's a big event when mommy or daddy or any adult says something like that. They, they either have to become rebellious so they don't die or they hurt themselves or they become crushed. It's a big event. And you say, what did I say? Well, all I said is, why'd you go there? Why'd you have to go there? Why would you go outside dressed like that? You know that they're going to call. Why, where, what, when, how? In the book that I'm giving you tonight. It's crossed out, those words. No interrogation. Where did you go? Why did you go? How did you go? Where are you going? These are, to them, to unhealthy people, you're interrogating me. Stop asking me. Stop it. I'll share with you what, and, and really it makes sense, because when you go to visit someone who's sick, you know, where, where'd you go? Why'd you go? Where'd you go? How'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you, go? Where'd you, you have anybody that does that to you? You don't want to speak to them. You have to be slow and calm. But when you get this right, that you're dealing with a chayla nefesh, you're dealing with someone who is emotionally in pain, and even if they don't look like it, just become their best friend. Every response you give is a compliment. Every response. I'm thinking about getting a job. You don't answer about the job. Oh, great. Well, I'm gonna, let me hook you up. No, no, no. You say, any boss who gets you as an employee is the luckiest boss in the world. How does it make you feel? You're smiling. Why are you smiling? Because it feels good. Absolutely. Absolutely right what I said. Have ask Gama. Don't tell me what you learned before you came here. Okay, I understand. That's why, that's why you're here. I pay those people to teach you bad stuff so I can get company and I don't have to spend my days by myself. I, met, I went ahead, I, I went there, I met a girl. Any girl who gets you as a boyfriend is the luckiest girl in the world. Everything they say, your job is to make them inside feel happy so the wall goes down so they trust you. But knowledge, please, become an expert on childhood trauma. They will feel it. They will feel it. You know, I, I, I don't want to show off. People around the world know that I know. They know that I know. People all the time come over to me and tell me that they were abused as children. So now it's because they see on the videos, whatever, all the time, adults everywhere. But before the videos, before everything, I, I went there to Israel 10 years ago, and I'm sitting in a sukkah. I went with my kids, and there's an extra seat, Dafka, who sits in, right across from me? A kip. A kid off the derech, he's eating in a sukkah, the family, whatever. Within five minutes, the guy was like, wanted to tell me his whole story. He knows that I, that, that I could hold it. I, I don't judge you. If you get a bunch of tattoos, I don't judge you. I wonder what, what happened. What, what does it do for you? You can't ask it because you're interrogating. What does it do for you? They, you say, why'd you get a tattoo? They hear, Why'd you get a tattoo? That's not what we do. It's against the Tyra. Why, why are you ruining my family? Why'd you do that? How come? You can't say that. Ever. It's not necessary. You're going to become a trustworthy person in their life. That's what fixes their life. That's what helps them. Because I'm not alone.
even though my father is so wonderful and holy and great and rich and successful and and my mother is the can cook 40 kugels at the same time and works and 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 is tichtig and taigluch and all good things and I'm not somehow they love me somehow they like me even though by now I should be married even though I should be working even though I don't do anything and what that does is it gives them space it takes a few years it gives them space to realize I need help. That's when they go to therapy. I need help. I need help. I have great parents. Everything's wonderful. Why am I dysfunctional? Why am I so angry? Why can't I get up in the morning, go to sleep at night? Why can't I keep a job? Why can't I keep a relationship? Why don't, why don't I have any friends? My parents seem to love me. They're always smiling. Everybody in my family, my aunts, my uncle, everybody likes me. I have no friends. What What's wrong with me? Then hopefully they find the right therapist to do trauma work because it all goes down, all goes back to what happened to them in their childhood. And as is Hashem, it can be matzliach. But that's your job. Your job is to have knowledge. If you leave here and you don't take this on as your wake-up call to become a mumcha, a professional, an expert in this field, you won't save your kids. You won't save your kids. Here, not only if you become an expert, you save your kid, all their friends. Because when their friends come into your house, you look, you look different than yesterday. You look, their friends are going to come in, they want to be with you. Because you're full of compassion. You don't look scary anymore. Yesterday you looked scary. Now you're going to use your power to care for all the struggling souls. And they're going to gravitate, unbelievable, to your house. And you're going to say, Hashem, I'm so sorry that I needed this wake-up call to realize my purpose in this world is to save people. People are drowning all around us. I got to go to shul. I got to go to learn. I got to go to work. I got to do mitzvahs. I got to go to Torah. Someone's drowning right in your corner, in your black, in your parks. Friday night, you go to sleep. Friday night, you go to shul. Friday night, go to the park. Each neshama. Rabbi Gamliel Rabinovich, big tzaddik in Eretz Yisrael. He told this to me personally, and I just saw recently, he did a video, he repeated it. He said his father survived the war alone. When his father passed away, he had 1,000 offspring. Can you imagine splitting up that Yerusha? 1,000 offspring. He told me, Avi, when you deal with a neshama, you're dealing not with one. You're dealing with a toizente. You're dealing with a thousand. When you go ahead and you're makarev and you're loving and you bring them closer, you're bringing a thousand offspring closer. When you say, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Don't dress like this. Get out of shul. Get out of there. Get out of there. Like it happens all the time out there. You're pushing away not one Jew, you're pushing away a thousand Jews. When we're kind, their friends are going to walk into your house. All of a sudden, he's going to bring his friends, and it's going to be hard for you and embarrassing. 
And he's going to bring boys and girls, and girls and boys. And you're going to see neshamas and neshamas and neshamas and neshamas. I don't see the outside. I don't see the tattoos. I don't see the natsnias. I see neshamas that have grandparents in Shemayim that are crying, please save my kid. They have parents, they have grandparents that are saying, please, and they have Hashem, their father, saying, please save them. And you know what? Ask him. It's fun. Your kid is painful. I know. But once you get into it, you're all now officially Chabad homes. You have a Chabad house. Open up a 501c3, and now you're going to go ahead, and by the time you're done, each of you are going to save 10, 20, 30 of these kids. And after a year or two, if you really do this, you're going to see. They're going to start calling you mommy. They're going to start calling you Abba, Tati, Daddy. They do that all the time. They come for breakfast. Sometimes they come from upstairs for breakfast, but they're for breakfast. And sometimes breakfast is 4 p.m., but it's breakfast. It's when they break their fast, breakfast. And they're going to start saying, and they're going to say, why can't my father look at me the way you look at me? It's not even what you say. It's your vibe. They know before you open your mouth. You hear you're angry, you're against me, you're upset at me, I'm a loser, or you like me and you believe in me and you're here to help me. And sometimes helping, just hold, just hold my hand, just be there. Just be there. Stop thinking you could fix him. Just be with him. So I once sent out an email in the olden days about this topic that your vibe is huge. And I put in the topic, in the subject, your vibe is huge. And the Hasidic guy said, my vibe is huge? Vibe in Yiddish, his wife. My vibe is huge? Your vibe is huge. It's your vibe. It's, it's what you are. It's your essence. If you look down at people, you think you're better than them. They feel it. And that's disgusting to them. This is a very big part of the work that we're going to be doing together. Take it seriously. Go on, go on Google. Go on TED Talks. Learn about childhood trauma. Understand childhood trauma. It's hard because we didn't have this when we were kids. Understand broken souls. Understand that they don't need your advice. That they don't need your opinion. They need you. They need you. You know how powerful it is? When, when a kid says, I have parents, and all these other kids, they have parents crying for them. They have parents who would die for them, but they're not living for them. They don't feel that they have parents. So the gift that you're going to give your kids is parents. You're going to give your kid a mommy and a daddy. And you can't be the mommy and daddy that you are for your other children. They need all the normal stuff. But this kid needs something else. And once you learn that, there's no greater feeling in the world. And that's why when the TP parents come back, there's a calm. Hashem gave me this child. I changed for this child. You're not really changing. It's just I'm not behaving normal for a child who needs a different tipul, a different treatment. We know how to do that. We know when someone's coming to shul in a wheelchair, we hold open the door. Oh, you're asking me to change? No, he doesn't have legs. You open the door. Somebody can't walk, you carry him. That's all. You go to England. You have to go drive on the other side of the street. We're just dealing with with 
hurting souls that need us to believe in them. And I promise you, promise you, you they will prove me right. That's why I do this. Because they come back, they grow up. They grow up. Time changes, five years, 10 years, 15. And they, if you treat them kindly, they will be there for you for the rest of your life. They will take care of you like none of your other kids. They're the kindest, sweetest people. Just stop controlling, pushing, overpowering, expecting, advising. Stop it. Just throw it out. Doesn't apply to them. They just need your heart. They just need a pure heart without an agenda. And that's actually what gets them to become good. That's, that's the thing. If you want, if you have a dead battery in your car, so how do you fix it? Scream at it, yell at it, why you stop, it doesn't work. You find a beautiful, good car, you pop the trunk, you attach the cables from the healthy battery, and it charges the, the, the dead battery. Connection. People disconnect from their kids. Their whole energy they're getting from being connected to you. You don't have to say, believe, I'm a believe, nothing garnished. The best chinuch is when you say nothing and they have a problem. They say, what should I do? They say, honey, I don't know, but you're not alone. I'm with you. Who can we ask? Let's figure it out. Never give advice. Never be bigger. Be supportive. Connect. Connect the healthy battery. So I have a vart. If you don't like it, it's my own vart. By the way, you could all take my Sefer, Nesiva Emes. That's a collection of my own Tivrei Taira. It's just my own thoughts. There's also a Siddur Nesiva Emes, which is Nesiva Shalom on Shabbos, with Nikud and Pninim. And then on the Siddur, you saw it? Good. Take, take, I have 500. Take them. I'm, I'm reprinting it. There's a lot of mistakes. So I did it myself. So we're working on Madura Shnia. Hopefully it'll be better and better. Everybody knows, like like a face, like water that reflects your face. You look into the water, you see your face. So too the heart reflects a heart. So I wanted to say, Kamayim, like clean water. Haponim, that takes a dirty face and makes it into a clean face. person has a dirty face, he takes the water, he washes his face. His face becomes clean. Kain lev adam adam. So too a clean heart can wash up and purify a heart that became sullied, that became dirty. The etzem, they're good. Right? But etzem, they're a diamond. But they're dirty on the outside. They went through a lot. They got pushed into it. They're into bad stuff, bad music, bad vibes. Your beautiful heart connecting to them is exactly what they need to heal.